Hey everyone, this is Curtis, former pro basketball player turned pastor. And this is Amber, former mom baby nurse turned blogger. Welcome to the Grand Marriage Podcast, where each week we share inspiring messages and ideas geared to help your marriage, faith, and family thrive. Expect to hear God, discover God's purpose for you and your family, and have supernatural encounters with Him. We invite you to get a cup of coffee, because I got mine, and get comfy in your favorite chair or listen to us as you pick up your kids from school. This is the Grand Marriage Podcast, and we hope you guys enjoy every moment of it. What's up, everyone? Hey, everyone. How's it going? <laughs> I hope your week has been good. Yes, this has been an awesome week. I hope you guys are having a great week so far. Yes, guys. Um, we just recently got back from Nashville from vacation to visit my sister. She's a homeschool mom, and she's amazing. And my brother-in-law, he's a pediatrician, and they have three beautiful girls. So it was really exciting because my daughter flew down with her nana and then we drove and surprised her all right so the awesome thing is just i don't i'm not a big fan of road trips but the good thing that i like about road trips is just being able to experience this and ride together just as a family just to have an extended period of time in an enclosed space but also just to be able to experience nature and just go from state to state together and just to be able to enjoy time together. Because a lot of times it's time that you, you know, that you don't get when you're inside the house or when you're at home. And so just really spending that time inside the car and the vehicle together is just something special. It was very, very special. And we got to do our Old Town Road dancing video on the way. (laughs) So that was like pretty cool and just making memories. So we just like had so much fun. So if you haven't took a vacation this summer, you need to go ahead and take one. Yes. Cause that, you know, just uh, vacations is just something simple. Sometimes you just need to get away. Mm-hmm. You know, you get so used to being in the same space and same house, the same city and just yes. getting away just gives you just the time just to kind of refresh your mind and refresh your body and just kind of get in just to another atmosphere. Yeah, so we feel refreshed. We are about our father's business. And so we have just been recording this podcast and we're so excited because God has been, you know, placed this on our hearts for a while to do the Brilliant Marriage podcast. And if you have been following us with over 11,000 other people on Facebook, um, Instagram, it's even more, um, you know, then you would know that like we've went through a name change recently to where we changed it from a brilliant marriage to the brilliant marriage. Right. Because we believe that your marriage is specific, that you were specifically made and created your marriage. You were brought together specifically. It wasn't um, random. It wasn't a coincidence. And you were created your marriage. You were brought together with your spouse for greatness, for influence. And so we believe just by changing it from A to D is more specific because, you know, we want to be specific with what you're going through. We want to be here to support you in everything that you're going with in your day to day lives. And so today what we're going to talk about is just basically how we got saved for real, like our real journey um, to finding Jesus and Holy Spirit and Father God and getting to know them and be intimate with them. And so we are excited to take you guys on a journey that we have lived through and walked through and 
people have even told us like, you know, they don't know that they could do the, some of the things that we've done or sacrifice some of the things that we've done. And we just say it's by the grace of God. Like we couldn't have done it without the grace and just the vision that God put on the inside of us was so much stronger than anything we had on the outside of us or no matter how bad our circumstances were, we just always held on to God's word. And this is where we are today. So the lifestyle of a professional basketball player is not so much what you think or really kind of what you see because a lot of people think of all the extravagant things that they may see on TV, all the money's good. They get these material things. They have the clothes, the cars, the life, the parties. And, you know, it's not as what it, what it seems, you know, because a lot of times those are the ones that have the most issues. You know, I played professional basketball for seven years. I traveled the world. Um, I played in France. I played in Germany, Australia, um, Uruguay, Argentina, Venezuela. Played with Team USA. Traveled to Taiwan. Played in Singapore. And just over those seven years, I've traveled the world and had the opportunity just to experience, you know, different cultures and different lifestyles. And, you know, going into it, I've had the mindset of kind of what I've seen on TV too, but, you know, once I really lived that life, you know, it was not anything that I ever thought it would be. And, you know, and it really turned out and, and affected our marriage just because of my mindset. You know, when we went into this, you know, 2008, we got married and I had already been playing basketball, you know, overseas for three years and we got married. And so, now we're dealing with, okay, I'm traveling and we're being apart. And it really put a big stress on our marriage because, you know, we really struggle with our identities, really who we were and kind of what we should be doing and just our mindsets weren't in the right place. You know, my mindset coming into basketball is, okay, I'm just going to go anywhere where I can get the most money. So everything, all of my thoughts is I want to make the most money. I want to get this money so we can be good. And to turn out, that wasn't really the best mindset to have in that situation. And so it was just really interesting because when I started out thinking it as well, too, like, oh, man, like wherever there's the most money, that's where we should go. Um, Because you find yourself in a lifestyle where you're trying to keep up with um, the latest bag or the latest shoes um, or the, you know, the cool team at that time. You know, you find yourself like finding your identity in material things instead of finding your identity in God and you are just getting further and further um, away from God um, because you're trying to be someone that God never intended for you to be. And so our marriage was just, like he said, really struggling with our identities and trying to find who we were. And we were both just spiritually like bankrupt. Like we fought all the time, like just about like little stuff or, you know, being obviously, you know, trust was a big issue, especially like with the stigma of like athletes and um, all of that. So that was definitely hard. You know, your mind playing tricks on you and thinking one thing that was very, very, we didn't have very much trust in the beginning. All right. And, and, and that's hard to be in a relationship 
when trust is a factor, especially when you're apart. It's different being apart in the same city, even being apart, you know, in different states, because at least you can kind of figure out a way. But when you are, you know, on the other side of the world, it's very difficult, you know, to to navigate things when trust is a big issue. And, you know, one thing that I struggle with is really just knowing who I was. You know, one thing that I always was doing was trying to be like everybody else and not being who God created me to be. And so I was doing things that I wouldn't normally do just out of necessity that, oh, everybody else is doing it, so maybe I should be doing it. And so I wasn't confident with really who I was. And so I found myself in situations doing things that, you know, I shouldn't be doing, but I was only doing it just to really to fit in, but fitting in somewhere that I shouldn't be anyway, in a place that God didn't create me to be. And so you know, it put a big stress on, on our marriage just at the time, just being apart, because even though we were together overseas, we did travel. You know how it worked out is we never traveled together. I would always go for the first few months by myself and kind of make sure everything's situated with the team, with where I'm staying, you know, with getting flights and everything for for Amber and, you know, just making sure everything is the way it needs to be before she came out there. And then, you know, she would come out there, we spend time together, and then she would leave or we would leave together. And but just that process to traveling, to being apart, trying to communicate, just the trust issues, and you know, and then at the time me not being the biggest talker or communicator of my emotions, you know, that also put a lot of strain on our marriage. Yes, and so for me as a woman, like, you know, giving up your life, you know, I, I felt like I was giving up my life um, for a situation where I didn't necessarily trust my husband completely. And I felt resentful at times because I'm like, I'm giving up my life, but I'm not even sure if I trust you. I'm not even sure if we're going to make it, you know, if, if, you know, you'll even be around. And so that was a really big struggle for me. And then, you know, I felt like I had to be someone else to, you know, all the other wives or the basketball organizations whenever I got there, because it is like this society type thing where, you know, you do get into clubs free and um, they treat you differently and everybody knows you because when you go overseas, it's just not a lot of like black people. So the only country I think that I saw black people outside of basketball players was France. But other than that, like you pretty much like they know you play basketball because you're tall and you're black. <laughs> and so they are very um, they like that. Like they treat you like celebrities. And we just I mean, all this looked good on the outside. But on the inside, we were just dying. We didn't know if we were going to make it. We argued all the time. And basically, one day, you know, we were just in Hungary in this country, Nuremberg, Hungary, city and country. And we just, I was just like, hey, we like, we got to do something about this because this is not cute. Um, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I don't want to go through the motions of being married. I don't want to pretend to be someone that I'm not. And I wasn't even like walking super close for God. I was just like, but I knew he was the answer. And so I was like, we need to really start walking with God. All right. And and part of that was just we kept finding ourselves having the same cycles, just the same arguments over the same things and just constantly find ourselves back in the same position. We'll, we'll come together. We'll have these talks. But then we yet a week later, we're arguing about the same thing. And it just got to a point where, you know what, we we needed more like 
what we were doing was not working. And we knew that if we didn't change something, it wasn't, we weren't going to make it. Our marriage was not going to last. And, you know, at that point, there's been times where we had talks about what would it look like if we were not together? Maybe we shouldn't be together. Is this really something that God wants? Should we really be together? Should we be married? And we've had these conversations and you know what? And like she said, in Hungary, we just knew that there had to be more to just our individual lives, but also more to our marriage. And that's when we just really decided just to really start chasing after God, because we knew that everything that we've done in the past, trying to do things on our own strength, we weren't going to be able to do it on our own because consistently we kept going back to the same cycles, the same arguments, the same issues, the same problems. And so that is one reason why we just really started to shift ourselves in the things that we did, you know, and, you know, even before we even got to hungry, we started, you know, seeking God a little bit more. Um, We just started coming together and started reading the Bible together, started, you know, reading Bible chapters together, memorizing verses and talking about, okay, what do you think this means? And I definitely believe that that was just a big factor into us just really getting closer to each other, but not, but also God as well, you know, because that's just time that we normally wouldn't have spent together. I can agree. He says that like, and I always tell him like, when he talks about, I'm like, I don't even remember that, but my memory isn't like super great. (laughs) I do. But I don't remember that. You know, I just remember the hungry part. Maybe that was more of a, I don't know, a turning point for me. Um, but definitely we both went through this journey where we, you know, in hungry, you know, I, t- we, I told him that. And so the first thing we did was that I went on like this, this fast and the search for God. Like, you know, I didn't watch like, you know, the shows I would usually watch during the day. I would just like read my Bible the whole day. Um, I focused on getting through the whole Bible. I would watch sermons. I had my schedule done. And like, that's all I would do. And I could only eat like meat at night. Okay. So like, I didn't really know like what Daniel fast was. Like, I just tried to do my best, like, you know, what I felt like God would be pleased with. And I guess got really clear. And I would always, everywhere I went, I always just like tried to talk to Jesus. And then one day he just talked back to me and after about two weeks of me just talking to Jesus in my head and talking to him like I'm just making space for him and so I felt like you know I had such a big improvement of going through um, my heart getting healed in those moments and God taking me through a healing process so that I could like love my husband and like trust him and the healing part is not just in like, I feel like God starts your healing, but it's up to you to continue the process. Just like when you ask Jesus as your savior, you still have to go through a process um, to, to stay that way. And so I felt like God has just continually taken us and me, especially like on a journey of like um, forgiveness and reevaluating my mercy, like the mercy that I have for my husband Um And for people, you know, like my prayer had been this past month. It's just like, Lord, teach me to love mercy. And I felt like he's really teaching me how to love mercy and be merciful. All right. And so one thing that we really can kind of say that shifted was just really our sacrifice. You know, um, while I was playing, you know, I spent majority of the day practicing in the gym, lifting weights and practicing twice a day. 
But one thing that I noticed is how much time that she was spending and just how she was chasing after God. And to be honest, like I was like, oh, I don't know if I could do that. You know, you know, my mindset still wasn't in the right place. So I'm thinking like, well, how can I do this? Because I still got practice. And if I do this, I'm going to be tired. And then I have all this going on. How can I do that? And, you know, I'm thankful just to have a wife like Amber because she pushed me, you know, beyond just how I feel. And because of that, I started to do things that I wouldn't normally do. And so we began doing these things together, chasing after God, praying in the morning, getting schedules together, fasting. And that was just something that I've never done or experienced before. But in the end, it benefited our marriage and just us individually, you know, so much just doing these things and just really just depending on on God. And it all started with sacrifice because, mm-hmm. you know, when you're in a new country, pretty much you have everything taken care of. You don't have to worry about anything, but you still have to sacrifice your time to even do these things, mm-hmm. you know. And so she sacrificed her time to do this, let alone we still had our daughter out there, Abrielle. She was with us as well in Hungary. And so it was just being intentional. You know, we came together and we said that we wanted more. And so if you want more, it's going to take sacrifices. Things are going to have to be cut out if you want to move to the place that God has for you. And we were willing to step up and step out and do the things and do what it took. And so we really, you know, did a lot of things that a lot of people thought we were we were pretty crazy. But I mean, we had, you know, each day we had um, different sayings that we would say every single day. And I believe if I can remember, it's probably about three pages long, if not that three or four pages of declarations that we would say, we made sure that we would watch a sermon pretty much every day. made sure that we would talk about it. We would pray, you know, in the morning. We, I think we would pray what, three times a day. Yeah. We prayed three times a day. We spent time just laying out just in the presence of God every single day. We fasted and let alone this is all throughout the process of playing, but it takes sacrifice. It takes being intentional and shifting your mindset in order to move and become a different person. And we are willing to take that step. And that's what we did. And I feel like some of you right now are saying, like, I could never fast. I could never watch uh, videos, um, sermons like that, or I could never, um, you know, read my Bible like that. But that's the lie of the enemy. And that is an old belief, a belief that is not true, and that God wants to change that about you. You can do it. Just like Curtis said that he didn't think that he could do it. I didn't think that I could do it either. Neither one of us had like really like physical mentors. We just had the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is your greatest mentor, and the Holy Spirit just told us what to do, and we just figured it out. We didn't say, oh, I've never fasted before. I don't know how to do that. I don't want to get it wrong. Because I talked to someone in real life, like, I can't do it. Like, we just went to YouTube. Well, it wasn't even YouTube at the time. It was, um, we went to, we used to watch Creflo Dollar, and he had a video on fasting, and we just watched that, and we did that, and Cindy Tram, she had some things about fasting, and we just watched that. And we just figured it out, like, for what we could do, because obviously we were in another country. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we didn't know how to get all the necessary stuff we needed for a Daniel fast, but we did what we could. And God honored 
you know, our sacrifice because we did something. We didn't just not do anything. And so some of you are sitting there like, man, I can't do that. But God is just like, you have everything you need, like do what you can and I'll, and I'll do the rest, especially like what God is saying to some of you as he puts these new beliefs um, in place in your mind. And it's about just reprogramming your mind to say, I can. And that's what fasting and reading the Bible, um, renewing your mind, that's what it looks like. It like without reading the Bible, we would never have been able to do none of that because yeah. Romans 12, 2 says, um, be renewed. Be transformed. Yeah, be transformed by, by renewing of your mind. mind. Thank you. Yeah. So we would have never been transformed in our mind. Like your mind has to go through a huge transformation for you to be able to do the things that God's called you to do, for you to be able to even, you know, be in his presence. Like that mind shift, that stuff is real. So if you're wanting, you know, waiting on God for shifts, I'll ask yourself, like, you know, how have I read the word? Am I even meditating on one scripture right now? Like, and it's not like you have to read a certain amount. You just, okay, God, how much do I need to read today? Or you may be in a season where it's just one scripture. You may be in a season where it's a whole chapter. You may be in a season where it's a whole book. Maybe a season where it's an hour, like whatever it looks like, you know, you just do that. When we first started, like I, we would do stuff for like an hour at a time you know what i'm saying obviously we have four kids now so that hour looks different because it's broken down throughout the day <laughs> yeah. but um things just look look so different um but you just let it be unique to you and your marriage right and really and it's just you know kind of where you are because you know an old belief could just be what I do has to look like this, or it has to look how this person did it. But it's not that way because your marriage, your life may not line up exactly how ours or may, or maybe the next person has. That's why it's important just really just to be connected and, and just ask God, like, God, what should I be doing? How should this look? You know, because we can come and look at another couple and say, okay, this can kind of be our guide, but it can't be, well, we're going to do it exactly how they did it and be exactly like them because you weren't created like them. You were created differently. And so mm -hmm. it's important just to find, you know, what is it that God wants you to do? What does that look like? And how does that look in your daily life? And just really shifting that belief because your old belief will keep you from moving into that next season that God has for you. And so it's important just to really stay in that word because it's that word that becomes that anchor mm -hmm. in those times of heart heartache and trouble. That word is just something for you to fall back on. Right. Okay, I know that. I know that I need to renew my mind. There's a reason why it says to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Because when you renew your mind, you're transforming to someone new. You're becoming right. something new. But it's not just a once transformation. It's a daily thing that you're constantly transforming yourself. Each day you're transforming, you're renewing yourself to become more and more like God. In order to do that, you have to renew your mind every single day because in today's world, there's just so much that's redirecting you and telling you who you should be or what you should look like, how you should be acting, how you should be teaching, how you should be parenting, right. how you should be living your life, how you should be looking, how you should be doing your hair, your makeup, your teeth everything someone always has a voice telling you what you should or should do and so the only thing that matters is what god says it doesn't really matter what everybody on social media and on tv even says what's important is what your heavenly father says and it's the word that guides you and leads you to the things that you should be doing and guys and so basically three ways that we reclaimed our marriage from the enemy we've talked about this is number one we prayed Number two, 
we fasted, and number three, we read the word. Those are like exactly like no matter where you are in your marriage right now, if you do those three things, God will restore your marriage. And if and one of you may be saying, like, okay, well, my spouse doesn't want to do it. Okay, that's fine. You can do it by yourself mm-hmm. because God will still honor that. He will honor your sacrifice for your marriage. And it's interesting that she said that because when we first started, I did not want to do all that. But when you're looking at, even if your spouse doesn't want to do it, the things that you're doing, those are just seeds being planted. I'm seeing these things. I'm seeing what she's doing every single day. I don't want to do it, but those are just still where seeds being planted. Mm -hmm. Eventually it got to the point where, okay, I was at a point where I was saying, I'm not going to do it. I don't want to do it to a point where I'm okay. I'm open to doing it and then, okay, let's do it. And so I don't want you to be down or think that, you know, what you're doing is not working because it is. Everything that you're doing is not in vain. God honors what you're doing, but it's also seeds being planted. Your spouse sees you. He may not like it. She may not like it, but it's still being seen and it's still being known. And so in that, guys, like, Ask God, like, God, what do you, what do I need to separate from? What do I need to separate so that I can focus more on you in this season? I mean, because during that time, like, like he was saying about like the transformation that I walked through and has he watched how I transform? Like I used to watch all these shows on TV. Like I just stopped watching anything unless it was like a sermon. I stopped listening to like any other type of music unless it was like gospel. And so like, I mean, it was just such a dramatic, I stopped doing so many things that I used to do before, like in that time. And so I went for years where, you know, I didn't like really watch other things on TV. And so sometimes I will watch some shows on TV, but it's not like a hard thing. Like I I don't watch it like a whole bunch, like, but I do watch it. Like I feel like now in the season, like I'm getting so behind on the shows that I actually watch because God's been like pulling me in closer. So I haven't been able to watch like I would like to, but you know, it's all good. The Lord is still good. (laughs) But sometimes, um, you know, I do listen to sometimes like hip hop or something, just like if my kids, so I can stay current with the kids, you know, we do children's ministry. I just want to be, you know, I, I want to know a little something. I want to know a little dance or something. All right. So what was those three things again? He had prayer was one, mm-hmm. fasting was other, and reading the Bible. Reading the Bible. Prayer is just so important just because, first of all, it just allows you to be connected. You're, it's your conversation. It's not just my prayer has to look like this. You're basically having a conversation with God, and it's mm-hmm. just not a one-way conversation. And it's just your way of letting him know kind of what you're going through, how you're feeling, you know, and he speaks back. But also... With the fasting part, the fasting really just gives you clarity because it's almost like a detox. You know, if you are trying to get clear or cleanse your body of something, you're removing things. You're taking things away. It's the same thing with fasting. You're taking things away just to get clear, to hear what God is saying. And also um, for the third one, the word, the word is life. The word is light. And so the word will not um, lead you astray. The Bible says that the uh, the word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So with mm-hmm. that word in you, it gives you illumination to where you're going, but also illumination so you can see yes. where you're going and, you know, and recognize, OK, I got there's some pitfalls. There's a trap right there. OK, I can see that because I have this word in my heart. So now I can notice it. I can recognize it. I can have the discernment to do that. And so just really having that word is just so important because it's life. 
And guys, like, so where we are now is that we are still on this journey of growing um, in, in each other. You know what I mean? Like God takes us through these healings, but it's still a continual process because every day we're finding out new things about ourselves and new triggers. Um, that's why one of our main things that are brilliant marriages that we want to see one million marriages set free, healed and delivered, because that is the process that God has taken us through. I believe that so many more marriages would be um, successful if they really worked on like their hearts and their soul and getting delivered and getting set free and just so they could walk in freedom. And one thing we've really been working on lately is just being, you know, vulnerable to each other, more vulnerable. So we have vulnerability check-ins now more often and just being really vulnerable with everything that we're doing, not only in our marriage to each other, but also in real life. You know what I'm saying? When we out in the streets, being real, keeping it real, just being authentically who we are. We realize there's a difference between being transparent and there and then being vulnerable because transparency is I can share with you something, but my heart is still guarded a little bit. Vulnerability is like I'm all out there. Like everything is just hanging out. So right now we're just we're in a good place, but we're still growing. Like yeah. sometimes we still do argue. We still do fight, you know Sometimes we struggle with our emotions, mm-hmm. struggle with mercy. I mean, we're like any other couple. Yeah, if you never fight, there's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like she was saying, I would probably say the biggest thing just with our journey is just really just dealing with our hearts. You know, everything just flows from the heart. You know, the Bible says that, you know, out of the heart, the mouth speaks, but also out of the heart comes the issues of life, mm-hmm. you know, and so everything that you deal with or you're experiencing can be traced back to your, you or your spouse's heart. Right. And so if your heart is not right, there's going to be a lot of contention. There's going to be a lot of issues and problems. But when you learn how to really deal with it and kind of get your heart right, you know, your marriage will, will flourish. And that's just one thing that we're really, you know, being intentional about is making sure our hearts is right. But also, you know, like she said, being vulnerable, you know, when you're vulnerable, you're not afraid and you're not fearful of keeping secrets so what if what is this going to be if i say this it's just being truthful and honest mm-hmm. right. um what's that word that you said be uh be, be truth, truth be love yeah and so be truth be love and really just you know you're, you're just being open without any fears or or anything of any mm-hmm. type of repercussions and the moment that you're able to be vulnerable and open with each other is the moment that your your marriage will really begin to move in the right direction because now you know you're both on the same page you're you're mm-hmm. one just yeah. like God intended it to be and you're really in sync because if you're out of sync things are just not going to work you're going to clash mm-hmm. and things are just going to keep hitting walls but the moment that you're in sync things will begin to flow freely yeah just like a river of water I like Forgiveness that. River, yes. And so <laughs> since we're doing that I want you guys to put your hands on your belly and We're just going to ask Holy Spirit to come and we're just going to say, Father God, um, if there's anyone I need to forgive right now, just bring them to my mind right now. And so whoever God brings to your mind, we're going to put our hands over our belly. They're still there. And we're going to say, I receive forgiveness like a river. Amen. Amen. And that's actually, God was like, in my private time today, he was talking to me about forgiveness as a river and putting your hands on your belly and doing that. And it was working. So, guys, you're going to be guided by your peace. You're going to feel peace. That's how you're going to know that there's a peaceful river flowing. Peace and a release. You'll feel a weight, just like a weight come off your shoulders. And 
when we did this, it was an awesome experience. Yes. And I know that it will be an awesome experience for you guys as well. Well, that's all for today's episode. Thanks for listening and join us again next week for a topic that a lot of us experience in marriage. Make sure you leave us a review, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes so you never miss an episode, or hashtag us at The Brilliant Marriage on social media. Plus, if you haven't downloaded our Make It Last Starter Kit, you can find the link in the show notes or head over to www.thebrilliantmarriage.com and click Get Started. See you next time. Until then, be brilliant. Be brilliant.